Carlsbad. People, purpose, and impact. An essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good afternoon and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host this afternoon. And I'm excited to have with me, I have two guests today. I have Kelly Peters, the Donor and Community Relations Director, and Judy Sanzo, the President and CEO of the Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Good afternoon, ladies. Afternoon. Good Thank afternoon. you for having us. Yeah, great to have you. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Being involved in this kind of um, organization usually, you know, is kind of a passion thing, I find. So I would love to just hear your guys' backstory. What got you into working for the Humane Society and what you know excites you about it uh, on an ongoing basis. And I'm going to have to draw straws who goes first. So Kelly, you go first. Oh, then we'll, okay. Then we'll hear Her from the story big boss. Is, yeah, exactly. Her story is more exciting than mine. <laughs> um, so I started working for Rancho Coastal a little over 10 years ago. I came across my passion after I was actually an intern at KUSI News. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I was doing teleprompting and script writing. And every single time we had an Adopt-A-Pet segment, I would get in trouble because I would literally get away from my post. I would even stop teleprompting, which is not good (laughs) for the news hosts, the anchors. Um, And I would leave and I would go down and play with puppies and kittens. I could just imagine they're like, where's Kelly? Wait, what? I I don't know what to say. What's next? And at that point, I was thinking, gosh, you know, I'm just an intern, so I can really do what I want. That's the terrible college (laughs) part of me. And so I realized I really should probably switch gears. I worked there for a little bit longer and I loved it there, but I realized that there was a bigger passion that needed to be, you know, integrated into my daily job. So I started volunteering at Rancho Coastal Humane Society um, about 12 years ago, and I never left. So that's basically (laughs) what happened. I graduated from UCSD, went straight to working up at the front desk at Rancho Coastal, running the customer service end of things. And what's really neat about in our line of work is you do get to wear a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. So I feel very fortunate I was able to be the foster coordinator. I've cleaned kennels. I've done donor relations. I've been, you know, doing back web maintenance. And now I get to do fundraising events and help raise awareness about, you know, the importance of adoption and the human-animal bond. So... Yep, a decade down, probably another to go. Nice. At uh, least another to at go. At least. She's like, at <laughs> least you have another. Yes. No, that's great. Uh, that's funny, the connection back to KUSI, because I feel like they do adopt a pet stuff fairly regularly, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. They do. And, you know, we're fortunate enough that Fox 5 Morning News has us on every Wednesday. Oh, so, fantastic. So we're able to kind of keep that, you know, in play. And, and we see a great return on that as well. So we don't send Kelly anymore. No, <laughs> no. no. that's funny. That, I feel like um, having myself through uh, my previous chamber in this chamber, my engagement with the local media, those two that we just mentioned are the most community oriented news outlets we have in San Diego by far, Fox 5 and KUSI. They just are always out in the community wanting to connect, which is great. I think the other thing is that um, it's a happy story. It's good news. And you need to temper that with what's going on in the world today. So So if you can see something squishy and wiggly tailed, uh, why not? Something furry and friendly. and (laughs) Yeah, for sure. 
Okay, so Judy, what's your backstory? How did you get involved in this? Well, my backstory is very complicated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a reformed lawyer. I've been practicing law for more than 30 years now. Okay. Um, Some, probably in 2014, I think, is a friend of mine invited me to our annual gala. I say our now, but at the time I had no connection whatsoever to Rancho Coastal. I was just a guest at his table. Yeah. And... uh, I was in love before the dinner was served. Uh-huh. Um, I loved the presentation. The people were warm and really very energetic and excited about something that they were talking about. And I asked my friend, are these people for real? Because <laughs> uh, it was pretty remarkable. And he said, yeah, they really are. Is this authentic? Exactly. So I then um, arranged a tour with the then president and CEO. Uh, the tour lasted two and a half hours. There isn't that much property, really, for <laughs> no. a two and a half hour tour. And, all your questions. And, that just and kept after that, going. that um, did a little bit of my own due diligence to make sure it's a kind of organization I wanted to lend support to. Uh, sent a contribution, joined the board of directors, mm-hmm. and uh, when the president and CEO made a decision to leave Rancho Coastal, a larger role in a family-owned business, sure. he actually asked me if I would take his place, wow. which was pretty remarkable because I had a very active civil and criminal law practice wow. and thought, no, nah, nah, <laughs> not so sure. The rest of the story is pretty simple. That night I told my husband that um, this conversation had taken place and he said, you said yes, right? <laughs> and I said, no, I told him I needed to think about it. He said, oh, you're such an idiot. <laughs> and the rest is history. So I've been with the organization about four years okay. in the role of president and CEO and a, another four and a half, almost five years uh, serving on the board. Serving on the board. Okay. Wow. That is very interesting. <laughs> Isn't it? From the courtroom to out on the playground with the animals. Which right? has been great for us because, you know, we have a little bit of a lawyer background and she can really look through those contracts for us. Yeah. So it's been a helpful tool. I can to say in- almost everything that you do in the role of running an organization like ours is going to require some business acumen, yeah, some sure. legal awareness, and just a good sort of solid rudder on what the right thing to do is. Yeah. And those are the decisions we've been making together for sure no that's great so as i was looking through uh kind of the history of the organization it looks like if i have this right it started in 1960 in encinitas by maria lloyd is that is that k lloyd that's right all right you know we were talking off air before we started that it feels like it's fairly um dog centric however I mean, my research shows dogs, cats, birds, goats, sheep, a burrow. I mean, tell us a little about the history of it. Yeah. Go for it. Well, that's changed a little through the years. Um, Maria K. Lloyd was just a great animal advocate. She took everything, including waterfowl and water creatures, (laughs) whatever came her way as abandoned or lost, she would find uh, a home for and uh, create the safe environment. Um, We have, through the years, though, become more focused, and we are working working on adoptable companion animals, dogs, cats, and rabbits. 
However, there are times at our site you might find other creatures because we have a program that's called the Animal Safe House Program, and that is providing temporary board and care for pets of victims of domestic violence. Mm. And not all people believe that the only pets are four-legged furry creatures, and so we have cared for tortoises, Mm. chickens, (laughs) snakes, rats, Uh, a variety of other creatures as well. Uh, But those are typically not our adoptable animals. Those are the animals that we're caring for until the owner can be reunited in a safe place with their pets, whatever those pets happen to be. Uh, You know, that would be a remarkable event for us to have something on site like Milton Burrow, who, by the way, was female. Oh. Yeah, the one burrow we had. That's right. And he was also a kisser. We had a kissing booth one time for him. Yeah, he was pretty great. Okay. But he's since retired. Yes. Okay. Very nice. I I feel like, though, that Maria's legacy is well intact by all the things you just rattled off that could show up at your place. As I was looking at your site, I uh, I always like to kind of peruse people's mission statement and um, there's a lot packed into this mission statement, so I'd love for you guys to un- unpack it a bit, a bit. So it says the mission is saving lives of abandoned companion animals, promoting adoption into loving homes, and offering educational programs and support services that inspire and strengthen the human-animal bond. That's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're very busy. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, uh, you just talked a little bit about saving lives of some abandoned or, you know, an, a companion mm-hmm. animals that are going through challenges. But, um, and you've talked already about your passion for uh, promoting adoption. What are the educational programs that you guys do? Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's the beauty of Rancho Coastal is it's far beyond just adopting out animals. Mm. It really is making sure that we you know, are taking care of the humans as well. And if people have animals in their home, our goal is to keep them in those homes if we can. So one of our big programs that we started many years ago was our Community Pet Food Bank, which is really Mm -hmm. focused around low-income families. If they're in need of financial assistance and they can't afford, you know, to care for their pet, we have a pet food bank that they can go to every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m., and basically receive any type of pet food. We have products sometimes too, flea medications, dog shampoo, things like that, because the last thing we want is for someone to feel like they can't keep their animal just because of the basic necessities. And they're better off with those with their owners than coming into a shelter and having to start all over again. So really it's beyond just the adoption of the animals in our shelter. It's really keeping those animals with their humans. Um, the educational part and component was really one of the cornerstones as well humane education and you know teaching kids about you know empathy and how to treat animals is really important to us and so we have a great robust humane education program that is run by lizzie hart and we do everything from birthday parties to spring summer fall camps where kids can come in we have a kids community service program where kids come after school from i think it's high school right yes uh they are high school students high school students and get some community service hours but you know it's not just playing with the puppies and kittens they you know really immerse themselves in learning how to you know sort through donations and see what we need and cleaning uh water bowl dishes and food dishes so a little well-rounded experience that 
goes beyond, yeah, just the adoption of animals. I'm sure you have stuff to add because... Just Lizzie Hart's been with us 19 yeah. years. Yeah. That's a pretty strong testimony wow. to the integrity of that program. Absolutely. And it's very diverse. We continue to add more. We just added a little program called Happy Tales, where on a Friday, uh, a youngster, someone 12 or under, could come with a parent and read to an animal outside the kennel. So read aloud. So it's a reading program that wow. will help to encourage them to gain confidence in ability to read. Because dogs don't judge. Yeah, that's so. a, that's a beautiful thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. They're always there with a the wagging tail and mm-hmm. you know um, a warm reception. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. Well, we are going to take a brief pause. We've been talking with Kelly Peters and Judy Sanzo from the Rancho Coastal Humane Society. We come back. We're going to talk about some of the events they have coming up and other services that they provide. We'll be right back. So obviously organizations like yours and every other nonprofit need funding to thrive, <laughs> right? And you guys have done some interesting events, even right here in Carlsbad, I might add, mm-hmm. to help uh, promote. Um, tell us about the the golf tournament at the Omni La Costa in June. And I know uh, this is, <laughs> will probably have just happened when our listeners hear it, but that's okay. Tell us all about it. It is going to be an awesome event, or it was an awesome event, <laughs> <laughs> listeners. Um, we're really excited. We love Omni La Costa Resort and Carlsbad in general, and we are going to be there on Saturday, June 23rd. We are going to have, did I say Saturday? Yeah, I'm thinking of our other event, which yeah, we'll get to momentarily. Okay. See, yes. this is why I brought her, because yes. I really need, line. yeah, keep me in line. <laughs> I'm off today. So Thursday, because Thursday. that's a better day to golf, of obviously. Course, much better. Obviously. Yeah. Um, the Legends Golf Course, so we're really excited about that. Um, we're just encouraging people to come out and help support. Whether you're a golfer or not, we will have a reception event afterwards as well, where we'll have raffle items and silent auction items. Sure. Uh, we'll bring some furry friends out, you know, make yeah. sure we keep that component involved. And, and we're really excited. I think it's something that we'll probably continue to do. It's our second annual. We had one last year, which sold out. So Wonderful. we're really excited to do it again and um, keep that connection to Carlsbad. We have a lot of supporters here in Wonderful. North County. Yeah. And then, of course, the big event. And, you know, Judy's teased this up a little bit because <laughs> I think this was the event that you mentioned hooked you. But tell us yeah. about your next gala event. Well, she should say that. Then, yeah, Because please. if it hooked you. <laughs> so in on September 17th, which is a Saturday, Saturday yep. uh, we are going to be having our annual fundraising event at Omni La Costa as well. Typically, that won't be on the golf course, right? It's not on the the golf course. It's in the beautiful, (laughs) it's a beautiful ballroom. Um, Typically, between 350 and 400 people. Nice. This is really our flagship fundraiser. We uh, try and make it entertaining and fun, keep the language and speeches down to a minimum, Mm -hmm. Um, have the usual uh, array of uh, events, both music outside, live auction, silent auction. Uh, entertainment this year we have some surprises Uh, we missed a celebration of second chances which is what our event is called for our 60th anniversary so Mm. we have two years of energy pent up (laughs) and going to just pack it all into the one that happens in september and even the attendees are are really jazzed about it as well. They've been waiting just as long as we have and have been asking us, you know, when are you going to announce it? When are you going to put it up? And we're we 
we're in the final stretch of details. We've got some mock-ups and some, like she said, some surprise entertainment pieces that we're really excited about. Are we not Fun. sharing that? Oh. Well, come June when this is out. Yeah, let us be the first to know. Okay, come on. you can. Go ahead. So it, it kind of ties in with something else that we're going to be doing, and I'll let Judy speak on that. But the title of our celebration of Second Chances this year is Unleashing the Magic. Okay. And so we will have a very well-known magician uh, oh. that will be... Um, in attendance and we're really excited for that she did a little demo for us over zoom because that's you know how we're communicating with everyone these days Um, but she'll be flying out for the event she'll be our our main source of entertainment but we have really fun things that we tie in every year Um, we have a mystery jewelry tree that will be on display Mm. where it's kind of like a grab bag situation you don't know what you're going to get but all of the jewelry pieces are just amazing uh, yeah it's going to be great jewels with a purpose Eliza is wonderful and then we have some caricaturists that will do not not just caricaturists of the people in attendance, but you can bring pictures of your animals, and they will be doing caricatures of pets, which is the nice. perfect tie-in for us. Of course. Um, but yeah, we'll have great things like a VIP lounge, a cocktail reception, and some other things I won't talk about so that, you know, a little... Keep the mystique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, very nice. You were teasing something up that Judy was going to comment on. Oh, yeah, she is sort of teasing up something. Um, So so we are in the process of expanding our campus. Okay. We have so many programs that are really directed now towards pet owners Mm -hmm. um, that need places to land. Uh, We talked a little bit about the Animal Safe House program, which means I need to have dedicated kennels that are Mm. kept secret away from the general public where we could house these animals and keep them safe until they can be reunited. We have launched, I I guess it's still so new, I have a hard time getting to the ED part. We have launched a capital campaign um, to raise funds to build a new medical center, uh, which will be state of the art, a new learning center, which will have a capacity to host community events up to 246 people. Wow. Our current Education Center <laughs> holds 45. Ah, so uh, a little, so bit, little bigger. Little bigger. Yeah. Um, and really designed with state-of-the-art presentation details, technology, so that we can really become a sort of leader in the community and make the facility available for community events. Nice. Uh, we have um, a new pet food bank, one of our flagstone programs that will go into place and then a couple other uh, enhancements to enhance the adoption program and to enhance um, behavior and training. So all of that is uh, part of our uh, future, uh, maybe as soon as September, to put a shovel in the ground. It would be wow. about 18 months for construction and, and turnkey operation. It's exciting. And the reason why the tease occurred is because Unleashing the Magic yes. is uh, riffing off of the campaign, which is called the Campaign for Second Chances, nice. Unleashing Pausability, P-A-W-S. Pausability, I (laughs) like it. Pun intended. So we're unleashing a lot of things at Rancho Coastal. Mm -hmm. I like the community uh, space aspect that you mentioned. Although 
you did betray your legal background because you were oddly like 246. Like a marketing person would have said, you know, about 250, but you're <laughs> She's specific. so precise. 246, not a person more. Not, a, not I'll a, be there with a little clicker <laughs> counting the attendees. But it's really important because in this uh, North County community, there are very few places that yeah. could accommodate that Large, volume yeah, of exactly. people. And um, we're excited about that. Yeah. We are really hoping to bring in training programs Programs, uh, community awareness programs and uh, civic groups to help uh, broaden knowledge about what's happening in our community and also uh, to offer opportunities for them to learn more about animal welfare. Yeah, that's great. Now, I did see a video on your website that I don't think we've we've gotten Uh-oh. to at all. <laughs> no, it's curious. And so I'm not I'm curious if it's still a thing. And it was called Animal Camp. Is that still oh, a yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so touching on that was the through our humane education program with okay. Lizzie. Yeah, oh, animal gotcha. camps are the that offered on in summer, spring, and fall. Okay, which is six years is when you can start doing that. A little bit different than the kids community service program. You can be six years or older. Um, we do it to about twelve years old. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the educational. One things. of the educational gotcha. components, yeah. and that one's fun. We even bring in outside. Uh, presenters so you know even nice. if like reptiles and things like that that we don't have on oh, site sure. to tie it all in together wildlife yeah it's yeah, really neat very yeah fun. very cool so question and i'm asking for a friend yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> so the pet adoption stuff um so first of all i should be very clear and upfront i'm cat person not a okay. dog person we, we don't we, <laughs> we don't, don't consider them second class citizens <laughs> no, at Rancho Coastal. but um but we have a challenge so i i live in vista um we have a dual challenge my son uh, is allergic mm. to cats so we can't have them indoors and where we live we have coyote problems so we've yeah. we've trained um we did a really good job with our our kitties and you know, they at night they stay in our garage for the night. You know, and we've trained them because they know when like the food's going to be available, so they come in and they know, and then they're yeah. in for the night to keep them safe. And then once the sun's up and it's you know okay, then we let them out and they go hunt the gophers and the mice and <laughs> and be cats and stuff. But um, just you know, as happens, unfortunately, uh, last week one of our cats got hit by a car. Oh, and I'm it so just, sorry, Brian. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, they're like a member of the family. It was really, really rough. So, um, we're kind of in the mode of looking at, uh, getting another kitty, Mm -hmm. but, um, so how does, how does the adoption stuff work for you guys? So most of the places I feel like I see, we're not really eligible because we can't keep our cat indoors. Like they're like, okay, you can only adopt a cat if you're going to keep it indoors and they'll like microchip it and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, that's not really us. So we shouldn't do that. But um, I was just curious. That's pretty standard. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Yeah. Um, not going to lie. Yeah. But, you know, we, we do look at things on a case by case basis, too. And, it, you know, what about building a catio? So, like, we would we would try to, you know, sit down and chat with you, talk to you about what your lifestyle is like, what sure. you're looking for, and the reasons behind exactly what you're saying. You're allergic to cats, but you love cats. Maybe we'll try to find you a sphinx where it can <laughs> stay indoors, a hairless cat. Um, or building a catio off of, you know, your home yeah. or something like that. It, it really is a weird situation. But we I've, I've heard of situations where people have had indoor-outdoor cats that, mm-hmm. you know, come to us and say they want to relinquish, but they also want their cat to 
have that flexibility. And I've paired people up off site, you mm-hmm. know, of Rancho Coastal just just sure. to try to make it accommodating. It it is a tricky situation because that the coyotes are a big issue. They are. And what you just said is heartbreaking, but also true. They're not used to being in the wild if they're indoor outdoor, right? Yeah. So they're not dodging cars and, yeah. and and thinking about those things. So that's that's a tough one. Way to put us on the spot, Brett. You're you know, welcome. We didn't, yeah. <laughs> you're like, this isn't rehearsed. I'm gonna ask you some questions. But yeah, I, I feel like that would have to be something we'd we'd chat with you with. Sure. Sure, sure. Boss, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Right past, pass the ball right back to the lawyer who says yes, that is one of the serious, yeah. significant factors sure. for us. And and we do try and help people find alternatives exactly. to letting yeah. them run free because the danger of coyotes, which yeah. is a nighttime thing. Although I saw a coyote on my street no, for sure. in the afternoon, yeah. Yeah. Um, is coupled by the dangers of encroachments of buildings and yeah. construction mm. and the ability to get themselves into some serious trouble. So, yeah. and of course the passing car, um, which well, yeah, is is problematic. So, so our goal, of course, is to give you a companion animal that can live a long time with right. you and right. so we're looking at longevity so sure. if you come yeah. in and, no, and you adopt a two-year-old cat we want that cat to yeah. be 20 years old and fat and happy in your house sure <laughs> so no i understand <laughs> very good well is there anything we missed i don't want to cut you guys off is there anything that we're going to make sure that you know again pretend that somebody listening to this podcast is hearing like Judy, you went to your first gala and got immersed. Somebody's listening to this. This is their first immersion into Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Is there anything that we gotta make sure and get out there? Yeah. We should tell just a little bit about our history. Most, more than 90% of our animals come from other shelters. Oh, wow. And we rescue from other shelters. When we talk about rescuing abandoned animals, we're talking about going to places that still euthanize for time and space. We do not. Uh, So overcrowding is um, really an epidemic of throughout the whole uh, state of California, but even in our neighboring counties. So Mm -hmm. since 90% of our animals come from other shelters, that means we can control the population at our shelter Mm -hmm. and in our foster homes. Uh, What that means is that we don't take, we do control it because we go and pick them up. We'll transport them from another facility. We'll go out and test them. We'll check for animals that we think are highly adoptable in our community, transport them back to us, and then put them out into uh, North San Diego County. That makes us kind of unique, Mm -hmm. and it also gives us a luxury, which is we'll keep an animal as long as it takes for us to find their forever home. We had a dog that arrived from the hurricane-ridden south on October 10th of 2020. That dog just went home less than a month ago wow and we kept him the entire time waiting until we could find the exact ideal environment for uh that dog and it's a tremendous success the owners are ecstatic the dog is happy and life is good but that's an important thing for us to uh to for your listeners to take away is that we're in we're in for penny in for pound we're in until that animal can find its next space um and that's an expensive proposition for us we have no government contracts we do not have officers who work in the field so we do no law enforcement and so all of our money has to come from donors yeah and 
And yeah. if you're thinking about the fact that I had an animal sitting in a kennel for almost two years, mm. think about what the cost was. Sure. Um, our adoption fees don't reflect a, an ability to recoup that. So <laughs> we've got to rely on generous people to support us. But it's what makes us remarkable and yeah. unique. And that's the message that I like to carry, which is uh, we'll keep them until they're ready to be home. And to just kind of piggyback off of that, we're so fortunate that we have such a large volunteer base. I mean, we have maybe 47, 48 staff members and close to 400 volunteers. And and really, that is a testament to everyone being on board with our mission and wanting to help with these animals. And, you know, we're not even limited to the space in Encinitas. That's why foster homes are so important and Mm -hmm. foster volunteers that can take animals and put them in their homes, which also teaches us and shows us a lot about how an animal truly would be in a home environment. Because, you know, when you come to the kennel, they're stressed. I mean, I would be stressed too. And so we can tell a lot more about, you know, the proper homing that the animal needs in the long term. So, yeah, we're really lucky the backing that we have from everyone. And also to piggyback off of that, a good way to kind of keep in line with that is the stories are never ending like that. She's talking about one dog in particular, but that happens a lot. And people (laughs) get attached to these animals and want to follow their stories. And we try to highlight those every month in our fetch newsletter. It's an e-newsletter and I I encourage everyone to do it just to go on sdpets.org sign up on fetch subscriber we don't bombard you with emails we promise Um, and it really kind of gives you an up-to-date idea of what's going on in that month some happy adoption success stories and and things like that so you can feel like you're part of the team sdpets.com yeah org. org. i'm sorry sdpets.org excellent excellent And that's your uh, that's your website for pretty much everything you have to offer. Yes, pretty much yeah. all the okay. other programs. Yeah, yep. all the programs are good. Mm-hmm. SDPets.org. And even awesome. our thrift shop can be routed from SDPets.org. That's a that's a big component of what we do. We have a great thrift shop down in Cardiff by the sea. Oh, excellent. Yeah, wonderful. Well, I just want to thank you guys for taking the time to come and share with us all the wonderful stuff, all the great work you guys do. Um, look forward to uh, learning more and hopefully have some really great Carlsbad events. <laughs> That's right. We'll see you in September, right? Yeah, in September. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.